Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI program, where we're looking at Area 51, and there's a lot to look at. We just looked at the tip of the iceberg in the first part of today's show, but today we're going to see what this alien connection is. I mean, why do people always associate this area with aliens? There's a reason, and it's not even a really strong reason, to say the least. The reason that they associate the area, Area 51, I'm saying, with aliens is because in 1947, do you guys remember 1947? Of course you don't. I wasn't alive. But you might remember Roswell. Roswell, New Mexico. Does that ring a bell? Well, supposedly, on the headlines, las portadas, you say? Uh, Los titulares, the headlines of every newspaper in the United States, they reported that an alien craft had been found, that a flying saucer had been found on a ranch in the Roswell region. But I know what you're thinking. So what the hell does Roswell, New Mexico have to do with the Area 51 and Groom Lake area in Nevada? They're in two different states. So why have they associated Area 51 with this incident and, well, these many incidents that have occurred around this area? Now, whether you guys believe in aliens or that there's life out there or not, that's one thing. But the facts are the facts. And today, as I said, I'm giving you the facts, and then we'll look at some of the conspiracies. But the reason why it was associated to Area 51 is that supposedly the U.S. military claimed that this crashed object was a weather balloon. But conspiracy theorists, they said weather balloon, schmether balloon. No way. This was an alien spacecraft that you guys took from this ranch in Roswell and you brought it over to Area 51 for reverse engineering. And that is where it got the alien connection. Not because people have seen aircraft, although they have seen many aircraft, strange aircraft in the area. Aircraft that some considered spacecraft. But also, if you think about it, if there's a top secret base and they're working on and developing planes that you have never, ever seen before, if you see them flying in the sky, they might look pretty different and you could mix them up, confundirles, for a UFO. I'm just playing devil's advocate over here. And a skeptic is la persona, and skeptical is el adjetivo. O sea, he's a skeptic, he's skeptical. And I have to be honest, when we ask that age-old question of, is there life out there, a part of me wants to believe that there is. But there's another part of me that's just grounded in logic, and if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. And well, that's the battle. That's, I guess, what makes this topic so fascinating. I mean, there are whole TV channels dedicated to aliens and UFO landings and all of this. So, what's the deal? Was this a UFO? Was it a weather balloon? 
I don't know. Take a look at the pictures. You can find the pictures online. The pictures, there's a guy, the guy who found it, holding these, uh, I guess it's kind of like scraps, scraps on trozos. So no matter how you look at it, what they're saying is there's reverse engineering going on at this place. Whether it's spacecraft or whether it's aircraft, what they're doing is when they find planes or UFOs, they supposedly take them apart to take apart or to disassemble. And then they put them back together or they assemble them. And this way they can learn about all these alien technologies or about the technologies that our enemies are using. And when I say our enemies, I mean in the military sense of the word. One of the reasons that they decided to double down on Area 51 and to double down is como si antes estabas jugando, pues ahora juegas con el doble. There was something that happened, an event, un acontecimiento in 1960 when a U.S. U-2 spy plane was shot down. Remember, we looked at that word before, derribado, I think you say, shot down by the Soviet air defense forces. And this was something that obviously was really, really bad for diplomacy, I mean, for everything. Think about this. The U.S. was pissed off. To be pissed off is estar cabreado. You can also say ticked off. But they were really pissed off because, well, one of their planes got shot down. Of course, the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, was pissed off, too, because they discovered that Americans were flying planes over their airspace and they were conducting these surveillance or reconnaissance missions. And this is where they take photos and get information. So, you know, 1960, I guess things turned out okay, but that could have resulted in a major war or a major conflict. But the United States knew now that they had to develop even more secret planes. Technology that was stealthier. And remember, stealth, again, cannot be detected by radar. So the United States said after that incident, they said, we're going to develop technology, but it's got to be so secret that nobody, no civilian knows what we are doing here. And as we know, that's still the case today. We have some information, but we don't have all the information. But if you want to find out more about that incident, uh, you can check out U-2 Incident 1960 or the pilot's name, Francis Gary Powers. Now, I also told you guys we were going to talk about how hard it is to get anywhere near this place. Now, we call something that is heavily protected in the United States, we say it's like Fort Knox, La Fuerte Knox. This is a place where they store gold, right? Store is almacenar and storage is almacenamiento. Nunca me sale esa palabra. So this is where they store gold. But this place, I think, is even more off limits than Fort Knox. And remember, off limits means que no está permitido Acceder. Now, that doesn't mean it has deterred people. People have tried to get on this base by hook or by crook. I've seen a few videos already on YouTube of people trying to get past those gates. And some of those videos don't end very well. I'll say that. 
If you guys recall, pretty recently they had a Storm Area 51 event. And this was an event that was organized on the internet by, I guess, some some wacky people, some crazy people who thought that it was a good idea to go to Area 51 and to storm the place. Now, the word storm is tormenta, but to storm somewhere is entrar a la fuerza. And I don't care how armed you think you are. I don't think it's a bright idea, but many people did. Now, on the internet, they showed that about 2 million people signed up, right? Apuntarse is to sign up. They signed up for this event called Storm Area 51. But the day came and just a few thousand people showed up. But once they were met by the armed guards, and when I say armed, I mean semi-automatic weapons. These guys are not joking around. And these guys are patrolling the area. They're always patrolling the area, as well as cameras that are filming you, microphones that can listen to what you say, I don't really consider myself a scaredy cat, un miedica, but I've got to say something. I don't think I would do this. No thanks. <laughs> I'll go to Las Vegas instead. It's not too far. But if you're thinking about trespassing, if you're thinking about going over there to Area 51 to get to the bottom of it, to get to the bottom of something is eh, descubrirlo, no? entenderlo, averiguarlo, to get to the bottom of it, well, you could face arrest. Uh, you could also face up to a $1,000 fine, six months in prison, or both. <laughs> so, just depends. And are you ready? If you haven't seen the signs, I'm going to share them on Patreon. But if you've seen the signs there, warning people to stay away it says at the bottom of that sign, you can say it says or it reads, use of deadly force is authorized. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to shoot you, but it means that they are technically allowed to shoot you in the name of security. So again, not a great idea. To go there. I know you might be curious, but there are a lot of other cool places to go to in the United States where you won't get any jail time or you won't get any fines or you won't get shot at. God forbid. And now we're going to look at some of the conspiracy theories. Now, this one is pretty crazy and uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you and we'll see what you guys think. The moon landing, the Apollo moon landing. You guys know this one. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, supposedly, according to this theory, the moon landings were faked. And there are many, many people who believe that we did not land on the moon in 1969. But this theory goes a step further. Va un paso más allá. Why? It not only says that the moon landing was faked, falsificado, but that it was filmed in Area 51. And, okay, I can understand it. It kind of makes sense. The terrain looks kind of like the moon. I mean, I've never been to the moon, but what we think the moon looks like. So, this theory says that the whole thing was faked, 
and none other than el mismísimo, none other than American filmmaker Stanley Kubrick directed it. He was the guy who directed the moon landing, and he did it at Area 51, and that was one of the reasons this place was so top secret. So nobody could compare the terrain there from the images from the moon landing. Hmm, what do you guys think? They must have paid Stanley Kubrick a lot of money to keep his mouth shut. Or there are other people who say that they did away with Stanley Kubrick. To do away with is quitarse del medio after this. And that the guy who's walking around right now is Stanley Kubrick is a fake. Whoa. Now, that, that sounds a bit preposterous if you ask me but hey anything's possible i knew i know one thing i don't trust the government so <laughs> i mean that's that's one of the reasons i guess i want to believe some of these conspiracy theories but what do you guys think i mean there's a book you can read a book on it a book that came out in 1974 and it's called we never went to the moon nunca fuimos a la luna America's $30 billion swindle. And remember, billion in English is mil millones. So it depends if we're talking about a billion in Spain, it's mil millones. We don't have a thousand million in English. Ese número sería a billion. So just be careful. Uh, know your audience when you're talking about billions. Now, the good thing about me is this, these are numbers I rarely use. <laughs> Billions, millions, no, not, not me. But it's called the $30 billion swindle. And this is a good word to know, too. A swindle es un timo, una estafa. Pero también es el verbo, también. Timar o estafar. So they swindled him, or he got swindled, si es la víctima. Now, here's where I said there is some truth to this conspiracy theory. A little sliver of truth. A sliver is un trocito pequeño. Just like if you have a sliver of pie, no es un trozo, a piece. It's just a little small piece. So there is a sliver of truth to the conspiracy because supposedly, and there's we're using that word a lot here in this episode because, as I said, nothing is confirmed or denied. Just what we said earlier in the show. The rest is all hearsay. Hearsay is cosas que hemos oído por ahí. Opinions, ideas, theories. The rovers, the moon rovers, and other equipment that they supposedly used on the moon was tested over at Area 51. Now, even if you're not a conspiracy theorist, that makes sense. Top secret base, in the middle of nowhere, we're launching a mission to the moon, we don't want people to see what kind of technology we have. So who knows? Did they fake it too? What do you guys think? I mean, I think it's a bit far-fetched. A little far-fetched is uh, difícil de creer, rebuscado. There's some truth to it, as I said, because if they did the test there, then who's to say that they couldn't do the rest there too? And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, at least one of the workers would squeal. To squeal is chivarse. But not really. Not if you didn't know what was going on. It's not that you didn't know what was going on in the building next to you. You didn't even know what was going on in the office next to you. Because the information was given even to employees 
on a need-to-know basis. Y como va la expresión en inglés, information is given on a need-to-know basis. And right now, you don't need to know. That's the answer we get, it seems, all the time. But not just us. Employees as well. They get the same answer. And I guess it's the same thing as working for a mafia or some kind of criminal operation because you can't talk. Mum's the word. Mum's the word significa silencio. No se habla de esto. So that's another thing too. These employees can't just be any civil servants, cualquier funcionario. I'm sure these people had to go through psychological tests. I even heard that some of them were tested to see their loyalty, to see if they were quiet, if they knew how to keep their mouth shut. They would stage, stages como montar, these kidnappings, and at gunpoint, they would say, give us all the information you know, and if they squealed, si se chivaron, well, they were removed. And if they passed the test, so imagine that. Imagine going to work and being tested, being held at gunpoint by your own boss and his people. Hmm, that's not the kind of place I would want to work. And I guess that's the reason Area 51, or I should say the U.S. government, has gotten lots and lots of lawsuits. A lawsuit es un pleito, es un juicio. Uh, the verb is to sue, as we said before. And they said, okay, maybe they're not covering up alien technology or anything like that. But some of the workers who were there, and these people, a guy named Kazsa, Casa, and then another famous guy named Robert Frost, if you want to look into it. And these were guys who died. Well, first they got very ill. They got really sick uh, working at Area 51. And supposedly it's because they were burning chemicals. They were burning all kinds of chemicals and they would use jet fuel, fuel de un avión, to burn this stuff. This was hazardous waste. Now just remember, this was nuclear ground. They're testing paints and materials, these polymers, these things that don't even exist yet that I imagine are highly, highly toxic. What happened was these people started getting respiratory problems, cancers, strange rashes. And the crazy part is when they tried to sue the government, they said, what are you talking about? Well, they said, they said, nothing happened. That place doesn't even exist. What are you talking about? And then these guys and collectively demanded to know, exigieron. They demanded to know what the hell were we breathing in? And you know what the government told them? That's none of your business. It's top secret, and we're not going to tell you. So it's not that they're feeling bad, que se sienten mal, que no les da un poco de penita, vamos a darles din. No, it's, we're not even going to tell you what you were inhaling because, well, it's top secret. And sorry, you signed a contract. You knew what you were getting into. Good luck with your sickness. And another thing that made people think about aliens when they think about Area 51 is a guy named Bob Lazar. Now, if you haven't seen this documentary, I saw it about a year or two ago, but it was uh, based on some interviews he did a while back. And supposedly this guy, Bob Lazar, was a worker. He was an employee at Area 51. And he got on camera 
and he talked about all his experiences there. He talked about seeing aliens. He talked about all kinds of technology that they were reverse engineering. And sure, a lot of people said, wow, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He sounds like he knows his stuff. To know your stuff is saber de lo que hablas. So check him out. You guys can check out the documentary. It's called Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. But recently, Bob Lazar and his stories were discredited because he said that he worked at Area 51, but they say that there's no record of him, which I think that's pretty easy. You can make records disappear very, very quickly. But then when they looked at the Los Alamos National Laboratory, where he used to work too, if, you, if that name rings a bell, Los Alamos National Laboratory, it's because those were the guys who were developing the nuclear bombs. Yeah, see how everything's linked in some kind of way? It almost sounds like the aliens are a distraction from what's really happening and not the other way around. Y no al revés. But this guy, Bob Lazar, claimed that he graduated from MIT. Mira, tenemos otra sigla que no se dice MIT, sino MIT, and Caltech. But then, Caltech is an, another university in California. But when they checked the records, they couldn't find any records for Bob Lazar. So this discredited him because if there were no records for his studies or his career... Who is this guy? But the people who defend Bob Lazar say, well, how easy is it to make records disappear? Especially if you're the CIA or the Air Force or the government or some powerful government entity. Either way, take a look at the documentary. It's enthralling. It's very, very interesting. That's another way of saying interesting. And lastly, I recommend you just go over to YouTube and you punch in Area 51. And you'll see there are a lot of cool documentaries. Sometimes they have these fun videos. Five fun facts about Area 51. Also, check this one out. I was watching this one the other day on YouTube. It's a guy named Jerry Freeman. He's an archaeologist who broke into Area 51. Yeah, I know. We thought it was impossible. Well, not this guy. He broke into Area 51, and he stayed there for seven days. You can find his story on the YouTube channel, which is called Explore With Us. His name is Jerry Freeman. Fascinating story. And he didn't go there because he wanted to uncover secret information or because he wanted to, you know, uh, catch them in the act. No, no, no. He was interested in the area from an archaeological standpoint. So he said, well, guys, and he tried, believe me, he says he tried to get permission. He said, guys, I'm not interested. I don't, you know, close the building. I don't want to see anything. I just want to see the ground. And they told him, no way. So there's one thing we can say about Area 51 to this day. Even though we know it exists right now, we still have no friggin' idea what goes on behind those gates. And I think from there comes this fascination with this place called Area 51. And as I said before, maybe Area 51 is the conspiracy. 
What do I mean by that? Well, maybe Area 51 is what everybody's talking about to distract away from another area. So maybe it's Area 55. That's the one that they don't want us to know about. So while we're talking about Area 51, they can continue to do whatever they want in Area 55. As we say, maybe it's smoke and mirrors, como el mago, ¿no? Que usa humo y espejos. It's an illusion. But either way, I think for generations, we will be fascinated with this place, this unknown place that we all think we know, but nobody really knows down deep. Thank you for joining us on this episode of FYI.